Well, everybody loves Zero, including us, on the Carbuncle Chronicle. Adventurers, and welcome back once more to the Carbuckle Chronicle, your podcast for everything awesome in Final Fantasy XIV. Well, I'm Basil, and I play a Lollafell, mostly a summoner, named 4K Rideske on Leviathan. I'm Anna. I play a Lollafell, mostly dancer on Leviathan, named Cormier Rideske. Um, I'm Umi. I play a fabulous bun boy who's currently rocking being blonde on Leviathan. Named Umie de la Lune. I don't even know what class I would say I mostly am at this point. I've got all 90s and I'm lost. I still think of you as a white mage first and foremost. Yeah, yeah, probably. That's why my search comment is identity crisis. Because in, in my major raid group, I am cast as a reaper. And so I, there's a lot of reason to say I made a reaper, but... If I think about what I'm most comfortable playing and just pulling it up, I would have to go White Mage. But that's not all just the three of us. No, we accidentally grabbed at literally the last possible second as we were recording the bonus episode. I went and bugged our guest, Andrew, from the Third Impact Anime Podcast. Andrew, please introduce yourself. Hello, my name's Andrew. I am on the Third Impact Anime Podcast sometimes, and... I play a Lalafell called Macolio Cocolio, who just left his blonde phase for Halloween because I was Gordon Ramsay. It was great. Uh, and I main, what well, I main, probably for the last three expansions, it's been Ninja. So yes, I am. Well, I do hate myself, so I play Ninja. Actually, you know what? Screw it. I main culinarian. I make pies. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we're talking about. And I play on the Crystal Data Center. On a little place called uh, Malboro, where I have a house, which means I'll never leave. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but thank you for data center travel, because now we can play together. Oh, it's been great. I, that's okay. Best part about Endwalker and everything surrounding it has been data center travel, because I've been able to come over here and bug you Leviathan people and, you know, force you to, you know, go to clubs and things. And that's like the only thing that we do on Crystal. So. Like, it's just, you know, Catgirl, Starbucks, and um, clubbing. That's pretty much it. <laughs> oh, I really have enjoyed data center travel. It, You know, I have all these friends spread out across all these different data centers, and I could never play with everybody before, but now now I can, and it's, it's really nice. <laughs> well, even your current static, isn't it like half composed of, you know, some of our friends who just happen to live on a different da- data center? Yeah, they were all, uh, they all went over to Fairy, uh, even though we told them when they bought the game that we're, hey, we're all on Leviathan, we're all on Primal, they were like, oh, but Crystal has a lower ping and Fairy's more open, so we'll all go there. Uh, and so, yeah, they've been stuck on Fairy forever, so now we can all play together. Both the Primal people who are all on the East Coast and the... Crystal people who are all on the West Coast. So, yeah, that is center. It, it is. It is. Center travel is good stuff. Other good stuff. We just re- very recently, as of recording this, they have had a recent live letter telling us that upcoming patch 6.3, it's going to be called God's Revel Lands Tremble. And we're probably get where well, we are getting it in early January. Which I believe, Anna, you mentioned you're pretty sure that probably means January 10th. Yeah, uh, like Yoshi P even said January 3rd is too early. And I think January 3rd is exactly 19 weeks, which is u- the usual. Uh, so we're expecting the 10th to be when it, so, when 6.3 actually comes out. 
So well, we're not guaranteeing it's going to be the 10th, but that that's where our money's our gill is being placed or our MGP to see if we can't, you know, get enough to get a Fenrir mount or something. So is there anything particularly exciting that you're all looking for that's coming on patch 6.3? Lopperets. Yes, the Lopperets are exciting. Lopperets. Uh, are they adding more uh, housing districts in yes, 6.3? I don't know. I believe 6.3 is when they're planning for more wards. Okay. Uh, that, that's going to be really nice. It, I, I did bid on a uh, medium plot probably like last week or something. And I think this one was actually not as popular. It only made it to 170 participants. So I, I don't know. I think like, you know, the housing system in this game is cool and unique. I'll say like, I love the idea of like having actual neighbors, but like right now it's more fair, but less possible to buy a house, especially if you're on a, you know, old server or a server that's got that has been sold out of properties for forever, which is like all of them at this point. So I, you know, I mean, that's something that is kind of, it's not exactly like, I mean, it is in game content content. We'll call it that, you know, cause people like that stuff and it's a pretty neat, you know, flexible system that you can get, you know, more people should be allowed to buy houses. Your game's housing market shouldn't be like the actual housing market. Yeah, so specifically six wards and six subdivisions, which means uh, 1,800 new plots per world. They will be sold via lottery, and they will be a later date will have the actual FC versus private plot distribution. But yeah, so they are, we are going to get in some form or fashion at some point during the 6.3 patch cycle, we will get that. I'm pretty sure that is where the Lands Tremble portion of the God's Revel Lands Tremble. Maybe it's the folks that actually land the houses. They'll be the ones reveling. Whereas everyone else will be trembling. I don't know. Also, I guess I should also point out at this point that this is a very much a spoiler heavy episode of the Carbuckle Chronicle. Sometimes we like to do older stuff. This time we are definitely talking about newer stuff. So if you are not current... I'm sorry, Tobias. You'll have to get back to this one later. He's getting yeah. Get out of here. Get out of here, Tobias. Hey, he is. He is. He is making progress, though. He's in. He's in the. He's in the thick of things over in Shadowbringers. He does know Lahi now. <laughs> oh, so he knows. Oh, I accidentally scared one of my friends away from Final Fantasy fourteen because I was right in the middle of all the. Great Serpent Deronka stuff. <laughs> and I was very excited about the Great Serpent Deronka stuff. And so I told, I told what the current game was like in the context of the Great Serpent Deronka. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And it frightened him away from the game a little bit, thinking that I was serious. Uh, later, somebody else convinced him to play it. He, he suddenly realized that. I was describing a crappy side quest. <laughs> what? What? The Great Serpent of Ronka is not a crap. It is. It is a great. It is, it is the best great. side quest. <laughs> uh, yeah. Let, let's be honest. Like we all understand the gravity and just like the absolute weight that the Great Serpent of Ronka holds. I mean, I crocheted a giant Serpent of Ronka for the FanFest art contest. Well, that is why I described (laughs) the entire game to him in context of the Serpent of Ronka, is because I know how important the serpent really is. But some people never understand. He he didn't understand. He just didn't get it. I am also very much, I'm glad that the Miss the Realm Alliance series is continuing really terrible to pronounce names as this one's going to be euphrosine scene apparently like if you google like aglaya like the the mythology behind it people knew what the other names were going to be like pretty early on but i have not done i don't know like the actual like whatever mythology is behind it outside of 14 I think even Yoshida was like, oh, these names are so hard to pronounce while he was doing the live letter, which I oh, 
appreciated. Uh, also, I'm looking forward to getting a new deep dungeon. That's called uh, Eureka Orthros. Not Orthros, which is what Mr. Happy was saying <laughs> on his live stream oh. <laughs> about he's calling it Orthros and it's Orthos. But I think he is right. I, I absolutely do believe that this is actually going to be the Eureka that exists underneath Crystal Tower, which is a different Eureka than the Islands of Val, which we did for and uh, Stormblood Storm, for, yeah. for for Relic content. Because in Final Fantasy three, you know, you've got the Crystal Tower and then you get Labyrinth of Agents, which was right below right in front of it. But underneath the labyrinth was this place called Eureka, the Forbidden Land, which is where you got all the high-end weapons in Final Fantasy III to then tackle the Crystal Tower with. So it would make sense since the Crystal Tower that we have in 14 is very much inspired by Final Fantasy III, including having a Labyrinth of Ancients and even the general look of the thing. It makes a lot of sense that we'd have some form of the Forbidden Land Eureka underneath the Crystal Tower and the Labyrinth Agent. So I could see that being like a uh, a deep dungeon going further, further down, 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 down into into Eureka that way. We could just keep mining the Crystal Tower for content just endlessly. Just endlessly mine the Crystal Tower. <laughs> just go back to the well. Come on. We're running out of ideas. <laughs> it, it's a good well. It is, yeah. I like it. That's cool. I, I mean, I remember playing Endwalker and going like, wait, this is also... Really? No wonder you're requiring Crystal Tower as a thing. I, really? Okay. Man. Just this name drop Amon just out of nowhere, literally just at this different from, from uh, it, it didn't even feel like left field. It felt like there was another field to the left of left field and the left of that field is where <laughs> they pulled that from. Well, it's below the uh, field. It's below the left field in the left of the left <laughs> underground Eureka again. I mean, it's like I'm, somebody's going to ask me, it's like, hey, you want to run Eureka? I'm going to be like, I don't, which one? There's seven Eurekas now. Like, how, how what, are we doing deep dungeon content? Are we doing Starblood content? Although it does make running Crystal Tower now, Circus Tower, especially nowadays, fun. Because when you get to that fight, you're like, there's this fucker. Excuse me. It's called Syracuse Tower. and of course 6.3 is going to be fun I am of course looking forward to somehow further Hildebrand Adventures yes which also will allow me to upgrade all my Manderville weapons that I've been doing from the most recent patch of the 6.2 series which, haha, is our main topic for this episode. Transition. Nice segue. That's it, segue. That's the word. It's one of those words. I don't know. Anyways, Anna's going to play some music here. back talking about the latest patches as i mentioned before very 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 spoiler filled episodes although we won't talk about hildebrand too much because someone hasn't done it yet i okay, i don't play this game i main culinarian all right and i can't do Hild. well can i do Hild? no i can't do hildebrand stuff as culinarian i'm i'm, yeah, ca- I'm, I'm catching up on so it it's so good i know it's good. great and i'm in uh i'm in uh I, I'm in I'm in the GG quest line right now, but I okay. blazed through MSQ, and some some stuff has just you know, so many stuff has fallen by the crack wayside with cracks. <laughs> but I'm I'm really really enjoying going back through it, 
right? And I've stayed away from Hildy spoilers throughout, and it's been just, you know, great. I, I love uh, a gazebo to call our own. Ugh. Yeah. So funny. I love this concept <laughs> so much. Oh, Hildebrand is, is, is a great time. If you questioned that the writing in this game was, was fantastic, uh, you need only go to the Hildebrand quest line to see what, what is really good. No, it is it is good stuff, and I really do greatly enjoy that the first step of the new Relic quest, which does involve more Godbert than, than Hildy, but Godbert still brings it. It still brings the, the, the Manderville touch to the Relic side quest, and it's only 1,500 Tombs of Astronomy. So it's a great way to get like a 615 weapon. I believe folks even think it's a little bit better than the current um, Barbarusia, Barbarchina, Barbaran weapon. So it's a great way to get your weapon upgrade for your character without having to bang your head against Savage just yet. I'm up to my third or fourth again because it's just astronomy, like, and it's not you know it's not causality. It's not the current main one you're using to upgrade your equipment. It is the other one that we were using a lot of in the previous 6.1 patch cycle. So what else were you going to do? Buy materials to sell on the market board? Come on, get some get some relic weapons. Yeah, I'm using it to get all my 90s, the first relic weapon. I hope there's an achievement for that. I don't think that there will be. No, I don't think there is one. But yeah, I need to work on that. I need to run stuff and actually get some astronomy. But, so don't so don't worry, Andrew. When you, when you get there... It's it's gonna be nice. Oh, uh, I, yeah, I, I I will probably you know, keep keep going through Hildy in the in the coming days. Uh, I have been uh, running a little bit of Eureka, well, uh, Stormblood Eureka, not left field buried <laughs> under left field Eureka, and I and getting some of those cool sparkly weapons because nice. I'm I'm all about I'm all about looks at this point, and it's just like. Glamour is the true end game. If I, if I can't look cool, then like, why am I playing the game? You know, that's why. <laughs> that's why. Like being Lalafell, it's like there's. It's like shoes are so small. They're so tiny. Right. And, yeah, but a lot and, of things look so good on the Lalafell model. Yeah, yeah, I know. Pear pear shaped is good for clothes. <laughs> I know. I mean, it's been stunting in the. Uh... The, the the fat cat hoodie yeah which is also you know i believe was one of the reasons to, to go blonde to, to really match that hoodie real well yes and yes you are and, and good job you did a, it looks real real good on them but before then i know that umio is decked out in the various gear you get from island sanctuary yes island sanctuary is great I, I say that even though I haven't touched Island Sanctuary in probably a couple of weeks because I I was real hyper-focused when it came out on maximizing what my crew, like, made, like what they built and sold and focus, fiddling with that market just so the way I used to fiddle with the actual market. <laughs> Only this time I'm not screwing anybody over by, by fiddling with the market like that. <laughs> Yeah, I, I've been working on it. I actually worked on some today. I, I'm almost rank 9. I, I've been going very slow at it. It is it's definitely not my my favorite piece of content. But I like it. I mean, I am going to keep doing it so I can get all the mounts and minions and things. But And I can see how people really do thoroughly enjoy it. Yeah, I probably got mine to rank 10 in like week two or three of it being out and uh it was just a really nice chill thing to do in game and i've not messed with like um animal collecting yet really i mean i've captured some but i haven't messed around with like getting all the shinies i guess is what what i guess i'll call it (laughs) uh and but like um you know doing the farm stuff and getting all the different buildings up and, uh, you know, having the layout 
sort of makes sense in the game, I think is was was kind of cool for me. Uh, and of course, the motorcycle. That thing's nice, and then the uh, the other mounts are are really really good. Uh, and you know, it's just been a kind of a neat way to. It's another daily thing to check up on. You know, for me, which you know, if there's more incentive for me to log in daily, and you know, even if I don't have like a ton of time, you know, because I can know based on like my export cycle in my factories, I can. It's just like, oh, I'm gonna be gone on these days, right? So I make sure that my I make sure that I plan out my exports ahead of time a little bit. And then you look at the supply and demand cycles like Amy was talking about and sort of trying to yeah. jip the system and guess what, you know, the guess what guess what cycle is gonna come up when. You know, it's just like, oh, I've not made a lot of this in the wild. You know, it's, it's like your stock is insufficient. You know, it's kinda it's kinda cool. There's a little bit of thinking that you have to do with it if you wanna, you know, maximize it. But uh but yeah, just a like, nice, you know, easy place. I really like the out. short shorts. Oh yes. I beelined for the short shorts right away and they became like the new pants that I had on all of my outfits. They were so cute. And uh, Okay, I'm gonna I, I, I love the Southern Seas shirt. I love it. The Hawaiian shirt, <laughs> yeah. it's a great shirt. Everybody know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It has a belt attached to it. Yeah. The belt is a part of the shirt. Tetsuya Nomura, I'm talking to you. Why did you put a belt on that shirt? Yeah, a Hawaiian shirt really... Like, a Hawaiian shirt should not have a belt attached to the shirt. The Hawaiian shirt of all shirts should be, like, the one that's going to be hanging loose on you. Yeah. I I agree. Like, unfortunately, the Hawaiian shirt, unless you're wearing the pants that go with the same outfit, it doesn't look right. There are very few pants that it like actually works with. I think casual half slops, and then like the spring bottoms or something like that. But like everything else has a belt on it, and you're wearing double belts, and you just look like you're in Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, uh, that is that is part of the problem I do have with the character model of the of the Bun Boy is that the torso is just so long. Like I know that it was built like to kind of show off those abs, but uh, but at the same time, like a, not a lot of the costume wear, not a lot of the glamour is actually built for that in game. Like it's built for more Makote style proportions, and so a lot of it looks weird when you try to like show it off. If that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Although to bring it back to the whole setting up your workshop and this and that. Also, I also want to remind, let folks know that if you do not want to try and min-max and guess the the things and what's in demand and blah, 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 you don't gotta. Nope, Lord don't. knows hmm. I don't. What I did was I figured out what I got stockpiles of and I figured out an order to, so I won't like... I can use the granary to get most of my materials back and back and back again. So that way I could set the exact same schedule every day forever. So I don't got to worry about it anymore. I also had to get a whole bunch of coblins for my farm side of things for animals to make sure enough fangs. But so just because I have six coblins and then everything else. But I can now just for every day, I can just right click on it and go like set pre set schedule or set preset. And I've got my presets already figured out. All it takes is some clicks and I'm done for the week. I just get my crowries as they come. Sometimes there's a bunch. Sometimes there's not so much. Whatever. It don't matter because right because I already got everything I want. And now it's just banking it up for the patch 6.3. Yep, and you know, that's just, I mean, you don't have to, it's very, very, very relaxed content. Like, you don't have to put virtually any more brain power in it than you want to. Uh, and I think that that's so, and it's something that's neat to have in this game, you know, especially because it scratches a different itch for a lot of people. And uh, it's chill content, it's chill Animal Crossing content, which is great with me. 
I have found it very pleasant on days when I've been sick. Uh, because I've unfortunately gotten sick several times since this, like, expansion has come out. Well, not expansion, since this, like, little, like, patch stuff has come out. So, like, I'm sitting there with the fever brain, not really up to doing anything, but going over to Island Sanctuary and just kind of, like, passively gathering some stuff, petting my animals, you know, that's all really relaxing. It's all really nice. <laughs> Something else that's been really nice was my Final Fantasy IV heart and the Fell Court Atroya and all this just great Final Fantasy IV callbacks we're getting in the current main scenario quests. Yeah, I, I enjoyed, because you were playing it for on stream during and after all this patch. and So, like, playing the patch and then watching you play for was a lot of fun, just getting to see what was referenced and, and how they had used things. Because I didn't know yeah. anything about four going into the patch. Uh. And the themes they 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 went they they redid and stuff was just so good. Like the Troya theme sounds it's clearly the theme, but they took such a neat like tack to it. It just sounds so good. And when they actually did like the fiends theme, like or the battle theme when we fight um Scarmilione, is just it sounds like they took an orchestra and also the primals and threw them together and then they just jammed out. I mean, and I think like the what we get to see the void in World of Darkness, but like this just seemed like Felt Court is just like when the doors open up and you see the the big castle. I'm just, I, mm-hmm. I remember playing through that the first time. I was just like, "Yep, this game's pretty sick." Uh, it's just, I mean, you know, they they just continue to provide, you know great set pieces um uh, for for content and like i i really really enjoyed uh well i have enjoyed uh running this is it something i think running it again this is something i think basil and i were talking about the other day where we really do like what they did with this latest dungeon it's really a great use of assets to once we run the dungeon, then we have a lot of story story beats that happen inside the dungeon. So we're forced to go back and look at it. Uh, and we can see all the detail work that went into it uh, way better than we could for previous dungeons where we've just kind of been running through it as gaming culture has, has leaned more and more towards like just running through it as fast as you can. You don't really see as much of the details in, everything else but but you expect them to be there so i thought this was great use of that yeah i mean they gave us a new zone without actually giving us a new zone exactly exactly and so i kind of look for i look forward to them doing that doing that again with future updates like letting us actually spend a little bit more time in the dungeon that we just ran through but at the same time i do kind of miss I do kind of miss the days of of Heavensward where they would give us uh where they would give us three new dungeons every major patch. Like that like three new dungeons every major patch may have been a little bit excessive and it may have tired the development team out, which I totally understand is why they don't do it anymore. Yeah. But at the same time, I really loved getting all that new content. <laughs> Yeah, and like this, you know, for 6.3, I can see, you know, we're getting a 24-man dungeon. We're getting a deep dungeon. We're getting the the one new dungeon. Like, 
I can see the why they're not doing more than one, considering we're getting other variations, which, speaking of variations, uh, <laughs> with variant and criterion, like, I do, I like the different, because I'm not a huge dungeon person. I am not someone that will run dungeons all day long. So I enjoy the different types, I guess, of dungeons we get. But I can totally see, you know, like, yeah, when you have two dungeons in a room, you know, expert will let you want more to have some to pick from. Oh, speaking of variant dungeons, uh, I love what they did with the variant dungeon. I feel like all dungeons up until now should have been done like this. Like, this is fantastic. It's fun. I really enjoyed it. And I'm actually going to be trying out Criterion later tonight, which I'm excited to, to try it. Because I've seen people in that and i've seen how hard it can be and and it looks like so much fun yeah like i mean uh, i've messed around with the variants a, a fair amount and I, it was kind of one of those things that it, uh, if, I, if it's left up to my devices uh i'm gonna solo stuff if i have a choice to and like uh so all i've done of the variant Variant or Criterion? I don't know. I get confused. Criterion is the variant harder is, one, right? If it, yeah, Variant is the one with the 12 different paths. Criterion is the harder one, and then Savage is the... You have 27 minutes to do the whole thing in okay. one go. Okay, so the Variant Dungeons, I really enjoyed just kind of soloing them as a as tank, and just yeah. kind yeah. of you know feeling that out process, because it's challenging um, solo content. Um, but it's also like rewarding and you have to run it however, so, so many times in order to get all the, get all the endings. It's like a Stanley parable of, uh, of, of Final Fantasy 14. Um, but, uh, and you know, going anywhere with, uh, with the Sultana is, is quite fun. Yeah, that was, that was fun. Well, I even liked, I even liked doing the variant dungeon just like with random people. And I actually really liked, like, the element of it where we all kind of sit there and we talk about, okay, well, I need to do this part and this part and this part. And other people compare, like, I need to do this part and this part. And we kind of mesh together to see to see what, what parts of the dungeon do we actually need to do and what do we need to just leave in the wayside, which is an element that Final Fantasy hasn't included in any of their dungeons up until now. And so that's part of why I'm so excited about the variant dungeons is i i like that part of it that well even the concept there's so much to explore like and the concept of like if you do this one thing the boss will you have to have this mechanic but if you don't do this thing they're going to have this mechanic and it might be like one or two mechanics with a fight but it again just adds just something a little bit different potentially to every run of it you do and it really gives it a little more um freshness to it a little more like you know it it can it can do what you can do it more often you can repeat it more often it doesn't feel so rote like i do hear yeah people do wish that the rewards were better and i get that but i think of things that are just neat to play through it's just such a good and already a well implemented version of it what are they talking about? The rewards are great. Uh, for for the Criterion and especially Savage, they're not that great. But yeah, for Variant alone, I feel like they they were really good. That Noir set is yeah, great. I still don't I have mean, enough. Uh, I don't have enough pot shirts for that yet. For all of it's it, so, it's so it's it's so, well. I mean, so okay. Up until sort of like the last few, we're going back to fashion. Like you know, all of like the quote-unquote like real world clothes were super duper expensive and super like not accessible if you're like entry level in the game right if, if you, so you if you main a culinarian if you main a culinarian <laughs> <laughs> um but uh, yeah and it's just uh, train of thought there it goes um but yeah i mean because i remember when i first started playing the game and i was trying to like get into glamour on like the ground floor and i've only got you know dust in my pocket Right, and I'd go to the market board. I'm just like, "Hey, that cool baseball cap's kind of neat. How much is that?" You know? <laughs> oh, I remember when that baseball cap was introduced into the game. Man, yeah. You know? 
So it's nice to have like a way. It's like it's said, hey, if you don't have a if you don't have a ton of ton of dollars, then you can run this dungeon a bunch of times and get like the coolest suit in the game. You know, I think that's uh, nice. Yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty sweet. Um, I think treasure maps are really the way to get more glamour items. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Like it, kind it, of, but glamour. you still need a crafter to be able to make the glamour out of them. He has you a just, crafter. Yeah, well, what I mean is, like, for, I guess... He has yeah, you. I, he knows you. He well, can yeah, he I can know, just shout exactly. at you. Okay, okay. Fair <laughs> enough. How do you think I got my suit jacket? I gave you the leather. <laughs> I mean, fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> so, and then I saw it on cool. you, and then was like, Anna, I also want the jacket. <laughs> and I went, fine, let me take it off the market board for a million yeah. gil yeah. and make it. <laughs> <laughs> and this story. is why Anna has no money, and why I occasionally just like have to give her, yeah, a million gill. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Oh, oh, you talk like there. I mean, my times of like, hey, yeah, give me two million gill. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that that is true. That has also happened. <laughs> Do you want clothes? Make crafter friends and run maps. That's all. That's all. <laughs> Essentially, we can say. yes. Yeah, that's that's the best advice. I wish that worked in the real world. Yeah, that'd be that'd be kind of nice. Like, yeah, geocaching just does not bring in anything. <laughs> yeah, it, it doesn't. <laughs> like, like we tried, we tried really hard to make that bring in something, and it just doesn't. Like geocaching is a good time. Like I really fun a good geocache, but yeah, it. What you might you get a little piece of paper to write down your name and say, "Hey, I was here." And that's it. Come on, you gotta you gotta give me something. You gotta give me armor with cool glowy effects, like you do in the new raid dungeon, Pandemonium Abyssos. I love the the gear. I love it. I and I know a lot of people are like, I don't like the ring behind me. I'm like, I love it. That's one of the first things I wanted was my tank piece with a I giant thought red that's ring what everybody. It. I thought that's what everybody liked about it. Like, I thought that's why people went out and specifically got uh, the the tank or the or, or the maiming. Yeah, maiming. Some keys. people don't. Like, I have a dragoon in my static that doesn't really like it. I guess it's like the people who think that zero is is too emo. Like, we don't really associate with them. I got right. a really weird like when I got my tank outfit. And I started running with the wheel of, of fire behind me. I had some sort of weird visual disconnect. Huh. And I don't know exactly what went on in my brain, but it did not like it. I like seeing other people in it. I think that looks cool, but I cannot run around in it. Although I do absolutely adore... The, the caster outfit with the, the fire coming out of the shoulders. That honestly is the coolest piece that I've seen from that set. Because I think I find the circle, I think the circle is cool. I find it somewhat distracting. It's almost like, you know, if you're, if you have a spotlight shown on you and you can't see anything behind the light, you know, it's kind of, like that because it's just like all my focus is on red circle red circle red circle and then i can't see oh that's basil right there with the red circle on his back you know it's like i can't see anything that's going on behind it right it is it is a little bit of a hey look at me i've got a circle on my back thing which if people are into it yeah i think it's cool i think the flaming shoulders personally are a little bit cooler than that um because who doesn't want big Flaming shoulders, am I right? That's really cool. <laughs> I felt like the whole set was a little too wow-ish. I know a lot of people thought it was very wow. Uh, I thought it I, was just a little bit too wow, and I didn't like it because of that. But but if, if it's I, your truth, you rock on with it. I, I, I agree that it feels a little wow-ish, but I kind of appreciate it. Because it's also <laughs> not exactly an aesthetic that you get a whole lot of in this game. And I do kind of wonder if this was sort of a bone they were throwing to all the WoW refugees who kind of came in, like, right before Endwalker hit. Oh, 
Yeah, it does seem to kind of be, in general, uh, a shortage of, like, shiny armor. Or, like, armor with effects on it. A lot of, like, weapon effects, but not a lot of, like, super, super, super flashy WoW armor. And the times that they've given us effects on armor, it all looks really dumb. Like, (laughs) it'll be, like, the same, like, can, like, weird, like glowy pattern for all of them and it's and it doesn't actually fit it's just like all right we, we brought we got you this shirt now this shirt has a glowy thing on it that doesn't incorporate with the shirt at all but the shirt does in fact have this glowy thing on it isn't that cool and the answer was no it's not cool what i really do kind of wish though is that whenever i saw the first the pictures of the tanks and maiming and stuff I thought like the tendrils of fire and light was coming like out of the armor. It wasn't just like a free floating circle behind them. And I think if they had like cool, like little tendrils that came out, maybe like wave, like kind of like a cape does. I think that would look really cool out of the armor. They should, they should make another shoot armor does that. Huh? Well, aside from the armor, the fights themselves were are great. The music, especially in 6 and 7, is one of my favorites. Oh, yeah. You guys were talking earlier about the about Scaramucci's music, but uh, the best music that came out this, this time around was in uh, was in Abyss, was in Pandemonium Abyssos. Scream. Scream is one of my favorite songs in this game. Like, that music was just so good and nobody was expecting it like nobody was expecting to have like just an absolute banger but yeah but there it is um <laughs> let's see uh i am looking forward though in, in the next patch i want to find out what's going on with garaha and i do think we're gonna i mean we'll yeah, are we not going to see the Graha in the twelve in the, in the next we, patch? Because I thought that yeah, was yeah. We'll see him. We'll see him in the with the twelve. Uh, yeah, no, probably not in the main scenario because we're going to go to Garlemald and see the twins. Um, right. I will say one thing that probably was my favorite in six point two wasn't even in six point two proper, but six point two five, and that's the Omicrons, the tribe quest. I absolutely adore the storyline. And I, I will finish it tomorrow. Tomorrow is my last day with it, and I'll finally finish the story. But I love the dialogue. I the mouth is one of my favorites. Like this tribe quest was probably one of my probably my favorite of all the the tribe quests we've had in the game. Yeah, Medion. Did you ever think about good soup? <laughs> did you? Did you ever think about maybe <laughs> just maybe instead of like going out in the world, be like. Everything sucks. Everyone should die. So I'm going to make sure everyone dies and I'll hold their souls so they can't be reborn. So everything's dead. Have you tried good soup? (laughs) Because uh, Jamming Way and an Omnicron guy, they tried to give these folks some damn good soup. And they were like, hmm, this is some good soup. Life sucks. But you know what is what doesn't suck? This soup. It's a very lopperate answer to like any question. Is just yeah. like, hey, life sucks, right? I'm here to make it better for you. Here is some good soup and carrots, and here, here's they're my favorite, carrots. so they should be yours too. You know, I, 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 that's why I cannot wait for lopperate uh, tribal quest because, oh my goodness, at the ridiculous nonsense that is going to go on oh, uh, yeah. with whatever the lopperates are doing. Uh, if yeah, I, I can't wait for that. If I do not get Lopperit armor pieces as, gla- as glamour options, <laughs> I will riot. <laughs> I think as soon as I saw a Lopperit, I was like, when can I Fantasia to that? Yeah, you see, I, I am a bun boy now, but I will admit, I was a little bit disappointed at how tall the bun boys are. I was wanting something a little bit more in line with the Lopperit. You know, just a little bit bigger than a Lollafell, but with bunny ears. That's what I wanted. If we get a Lopperit head glam, then we can we can have that. Well, 
well, what, <clears throat> what we really just need is we really need just like the outfit, the Lopera outfit. Yeah. And, and, and then, uh, and then we already have bunny ears in the game that you can get from the gold saucer. Yeah. True. So, so, so you could make a scent if, if as long as we get like the outfit that the Loperets wear, you could make a Lollafell be a Loperet. Mm. Pretty easily already. Mm. Yes, this is good. <laughs> I like I like that we agree that this is what we really wanted. <laughs> Yep. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was. It, I've never questioned. I, I I still have the same Fantasia that I had when I beat a Rumorborn, and uh, I'm I've never questioned ever using it until I saw a Loperet in Endwalker, and then it was uh, and then it was almost like a hundred percent. I want to be that. <laughs> that is the true shape of my soul, right yes. there. <laughs> but, you know the the current tribe quest with the Omnicrons and jamming way and. Try and getting all the Denzians of the Dead Ends and things in Ultima Thule, and them all finding new things to to actually be look forward to. You know, even even the dragons who are like, yeah, everything's dead, a world's dead. Yeah, but you never think about that world. Yeah, the world was pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was cool. And man, this soup. I'm a dragon. This soup's pretty good. Wasn't like, it I'm soup kind of... for the dragons? I thought it was like I thought it was like a like like a pastry, like a like a dessert, like a, like a flan or like, something. Yeah, it, it was, was like, like a, a it was a dessert type thing, like a chocolate it was a dessert, flan. The zoo, the but soup it kind was of the the, the Well, yes, but whatever, good soup. And it was and it was it was a pastry that looked like the dragon star. Yeah. Yes. Like it was, it was a, it was some chocolate with some green stuff drizzled on it, and they were like, "Yeah, that does kind of look like my home planet." Man, that place was great. Yeah. <laughs> Let me go to Elysia and show you how great it was. <laughs> yeah. I, I am kind of sad, and maybe we'll find out at the very end. But the folks. That were the last, uh, the folks of Raw or whatever, like the last part of the Dead Ends. They were still like, meh, everything's consigned to oblivion anyways. We're snooty, meh. Mm. Yes, yeah. it's good soup, but is it good soup until oblivion? <laughs> well, obviously, we're going to get, like, I haven't gotten that part of the quest yet, but I'm pretty I'll find sure. Out tomorrow. I'm pretty sure we're going to get them good soup. We're going to get them soup that defeats nihilism. God, nihilism <laughs> defeating soup. <laughs> that that is so final fantasy. Uh I don't know if like I don't know if you guys have I know Basil and Anna haven't, but I don't know if you have ever been to the Final Fantasy Cafe, the Eorzea Cafe in Akihabara. No, but, I have not. Ah, I want to go. But I, I have been, and I can tell you that they do, in fact, have that good of soup. They do, in fact, have nihilism defeating soup. I can't wait. I want us to go so bad when we when we get to go to Japan. And hopefully, they'll have jellyfish mounts then too. But yes, jellyfish mount is awesome. Great mount. It's a really really cool mount. Uh, I think like that. Uh, man. Uh, any mount that like makes my character smaller, right? I'm down with uh, because <laughs> number one, already small. Number two, want to be smaller. You know? <laughs> yes. What what is okay? Tell me what is funnier than a Lalafell shrinking? <laughs> yeah, I can't. I can't think of it. They're already so tiny. Uh, I do, I did forget that one of the things they added in this this patch was they uh, expanded the duty support for Heaven's Ward. And they ended up changing a very traumatizing cutscene in Heaven's Ward right after the vault. What? Uh, yeah, if you haven't gone back and, and done like as New Game Plus or something, or at least watched it on, on YouTube, uh, you know, you have the trust for the vault. And I believe... I'm not 100% certain. I'd have to look at, um, I'd have to look, but 
I don't remember who all's with you, but you know, you go into the vault with like Horshavon, and you know, at the end of the, the vault, that cutscene, Horshavon dies. So, yes. one of the things that we had said beforehand is we hate seeing these characters die, especially if you main a healer. Why can't we heal them? Well, the new cutscene in like puts in a character that wasn't with you before. Alphano is now with you in that cutscene as a healer, and he tries to heal Horshavon and can't. Why not? I don't know why. Like I, I think they do say like it's like too far, like too damn, like too mortally wounded or too something. But um, like that almost feels even more cheap remember. than not just not letting us do it. I don't feel like I could say I'd have to go back and because I I watched it back the first day it came out. I'd have to go back and watch it again to see exactly what it said. But yeah, so they actually have Alphino in the cutscene now trying to heal him. And it don't work. And it's just like, ugh. Oh, man. That's like... Uh. Okay, on the one hand, I, like, get it. If, uh, if, if... But, like, making it Alphano in that cutscene, I think, makes a mo- would make the moment more poignant for a first-time player. Right? Yeah. Yeah, he uh, is in the duty support for you. Yeah. And so, like, I don't know if... Uh, I mean, our lens is going to be a little bit different because we're watching it back the second time. We've already played through that content, right? Uh, I would like to get somebody's. I, I want to get. I want to get a freshie's opinion on that. Hey, whenever Bill gets there, we'll ask there we Bill go. what he thinks about the cutscene, and then we won't tell him that it changed, and then we'll show him the the old one. I think this is going to be this a social experiment. We're doing it, okay? Yes. So whenever <laughs> Bill gets there in Heaven's Ward. And he, he cries about that. We're going to be like, hey, Bill, guess what? That cutscene changed. And we'll ask him which one he prefers. Yeah, I, I think that sounds like a good plan. I also want to get everybody's opinion on, like, were, were we dating her, Archivant? Like, I feel like we were. But I'm not sure that, like, I consented to being in that relationship. But I was definitely in it. I mean, it, it just depends on on your character. I I would say no for mine, but you know it just I, I I don't know it just depends. I know a lot of people that say yes, like retroactively. I think I I I agree that like no, he was clearly my boyfriend, but um, <laughs> I just I wonder well, if anybody else got that perception. I I I felt more like he was like you know I I am available. <laughs> I'm here. I'm right here. You just say the word. I mean, yeah. Oh, I remember the vulgarities I said at that point. Uh, yeah, after a certain point in a Realm Reborn content, when Harashafant was like just all over us, just like, "Oh, hero, you've done so well." Blah 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 blah. blah. I'm like, "Oh my gosh, why does he want to? Why does he want to get on his knees in front of us so badly?" <laughs> and then it just continued into heaven's word like that entire sentiment just continued but yeah no this this patch was good this was very good i'm very excited for 6.3 to continue the the main story and i especially yeah, what, i'm really excited with aglaya i wonder what new foods that zero can eat by just holding on to it <laughs> and absorbing its in a, in a, in a, it's it, it's aether contained within you know, as a culinarian main, the only thing that I wanted to do was have a cutscene if you were a culinarian, a hidden cutscene, your max level as a culinarian, where you cook for zero. I oh my gosh, that would be, be so good. Amazing. Hey, I that could still so happen. Incredible. I really hope so, because like, that would just kind of be a, a dumb thing. Like, You don't get anything for it. Maybe you get 420 gil or 69 gil or something like that. <laughs> Uh, and I wouldn't care, uh, where you just like have a nice little hidden deal where you're just like, Hey, zero, you like food now? It just so happens that, uh, I've got this chef's hat over here, uh, and I can cook. I think that'd be so, I think that'd be so neat. Uh, that would be so neat. Some like the MSQ stuff in with like the disciple of the hand and land stuff. Cause like going on a botany trip. 
with like uh uh Riage or something like that would just kind of be <laughs> ridiculous and, and fun and I, I think like you know I think that would be kind of neat I, th- I I really like that idea especially since so much it feels like so much of the uh, uh of the shadow uh, of the this current expansion what is this current expansion called yeah, so much of this Endwalker expansion is centered around, hey, food is really good, that we really should have some crossover with the culinary and with the botanists. <laughs> yeah. I think, like, in general, the theme of sort of Endwalker and post-Endwalker content is, you know, get, come back to Earth, or come back to Heidelin, or come back to, you know, Eorzea, right? You you are you've been to space, you've been to the moon, you've been to all these places and conquered everything that there is to conquer, right? Now it's time to come because like even uh you know, like uh this was alluded to in some of the final cutscenes. I'm not gonna get super spoilery here, uh, but uh there is a character that like refers to places of the world where you've not been. Mm-hmm. And uh <laughs> I think that I think that that sort of set the stage for what post Endwalker content is going to be. Oh yeah. Uh, since sort of the Hydaelyn Zodiac arc is over. Uh, I, yeah, I think absolutely open up the floodgates for just kind of normal everyday sort of actions involving the main cast of characters. Right. It's like when you go to lunch with the entire uh, we go to lunch with uh, Yastola, Ariage, and, and Thancred. You know, yeah. um, I don't remember what patch that was in. Uh, but that, no, I don't think that was patch content. Uh, but like, you know, stuff like that. You know, it's just, it humanizes everybody. It makes everything sort of a little bit more relatable. And that's just kind of the stuff that I'm I'm into, right? Yeah. Because, I, I don't know, I think it's just kind of neat relatable content all right we should probably start wrapping this up i did have one question for everybody which is the what's what's our what's our odds or over under odds of of zero somehow becoming the final boss of our little void quest line we've been doing oh no no i don't think she's gonna do that a lot of folks think oh her the character's name is Zero, and the main bad guy in four is Zeromus. Therefore, Zero should turn into Zeromus. And I and I don't I don't know about that. That feels uh, a little bit too I obvious. So. I I'm still holding on that she is the thirteenth shard of of Asm. And uh, so I don't I don't think so. The the uh, fourteen has a, a track record of like not having clear-cut bad guys. Um, there's Everybody seems to just kind of dance around in this weird gray space, like even if they're an antagonist, right? There's nobody that is just like a bad guy, right? Uh, I don't know if... I think it would be interesting to like have there be some kind of... Uh, I mean, I think fighting, that would be an interesting storytelling device if Zero was, in fact, like, you know, the the final boss, I guess, of uh, the uh, World of Darkness stuff. Um, but I don't know. I would be I would be very surprised, I would say. Yeah, I, I agree that it would be interesting, but I'm just getting, at this point in the game, I'm getting no hints of it at at all like so i would i would be to the surprise to the point of feeling like it was bad storytelling at this point but you know stuff can happen we could see how the how it uh develops from here but i just don't think that that's how they're what where they're going to go with it i do think a potential this is this is my my personal crackpot theory is that so there in a lot of what they've done as far as four references and Endwalker and right before Endwalker has actually, they've been in a whole lot of like after years, Final Fantasy for the after years, like references. 
Like, for example, all the lunar uh, primals are all references. They exist in the Game Boy Advance version in the optional dungeon of Final Fantasy IV that was meant to lead as an introduction to get you to the after years. And one of the main plot points of the after years is that we've got there's these 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 little girls who are called the, the Maynads, and they are these young little girls who get sent off into the world to find life, to find other nations and other worlds, and whether or not they will encompass true evolution of the universe. And so many times the creator person who made all this found the world's wanting. And it doesn't sound all that dissimilar to sort of what Medion was doing. A bunch of little girls flying off to the ends of the, of the universe in order to see what civilizations think about things. And at the very end, one of these, you know, Maynets, she ends up becoming essentially Rydia's daughter. And we know that Zero does have a mom she thinks very highly of, and so now I'm really wondering if it's going to turn out that we find out who Zero's mom is, and it's Rydia. That would this be is crazy. actually, once again, one just gigantic freaking After Years reference because they keep taking this really crappy sequel to Final Fantasy IV and, and, change, and changing it all for the better. Yeah, and then probably and like fighting a, a corrupted state of of her as like one of the later bosses. Yeah, you know because that would check out honestly. Uh, yeah, that would. I wouldn't be surprised. They didn't tell us who the next trial is. I wouldn't be surprised if the next trial is um, the the two that are the two fiends that we haven't fought that we're talking about, like. Uh, Cagnazzo and Rubicante, I believe. Yeah. Um, because we've already fought Scarlet Milione. They wouldn't tell us about Barbaricia because they didn't want us to realize that she was first. And from the way that the main scenario ended, I feel like the next trial is going to be both of them. So that way, the last trial, we it could be Ajdaya, it could be Golbez, it could be, you know, something completely different. Like, I can see them doing that. Uh, Basil, is Golbez a Final Fantasy IV character? I am a layman. Yes. Yes. Okay. Golbez is the... He's like... He's the... Uh, he's l- very literally that Darth Vader before he had to fight the Emperor. Okay. Okay. Well, then let's wrap up. It's been already been, I think, a really great conversation about Patch 6.2. Thank you, everybody, for coming on. Thank you. Yeah, thanks like, for having me. Like especially Andrew, who wasn't expecting to deal with this tonight. <laughs> no, it's been it's been uh it's it's been a, a nice conversation. I, I wrote an article probably a year and a half ago on the Third Impact Anime website where I talked about fourteen, and within that article, I was like, "And whatever the Carbuncle Chronicle wants to have me on, I'm down for it." And hello, <laughs> I'm here. Making dreams happen. Yeah. That's right. Calling your shot and it coming true. Because I'm like, because we, uh, you know, just just throwing it out there. You know, we uh, we planned this literally like just a few days ago. Like, yeah, we need to get this going. Okay. Yes, we were all very because last time we had it, we we did record one and we were planning. We were making plans. I was going to start booking guests and this and that. Next thing I know, all three of us all got COVID. Then Anna had uh, gastric sh- uh, sleeve surgery and recovery was way rougher than anyone anticipated us, her doctors, everyone. And so Anna was feeling terrible. I was taking, taking care of Anna was feeling terrible. And only in the past like week or two have we really been able to come up for air and be like, okay, we kind of feel normal now. Okay, now we need to now we hit hit the ground running and go, and so today tonight was us going, and you just happened to be in a Discord we're both part of. So I was like, 
Yeah, you, you gulped me. You offered me, uh, you know, nihilism defeating soup. I drank it. <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, man, we're here. Man, I, I really hope that someone can get some good soup into Twitter, because normally it's when we do the plugs. And uh, Laura knows if Twitter's even going to exist by the point this episode comes out. I mean, it probably will, but who knows? So, I don't really have that to plug right now, I don't think, and I'm really not sure what social networks are even going to be really a thing. So, I guess, you know, I'm going to use the usual thing of just going to the AwesomeCast website, osmcst.com. You know, we also do have our Patreon. We also do have our Discord, which you can join from the website. Their link is, links are there. Also, I will pimp out, you know, the third Impact anime. They also do a good podcast. Sometimes Andrew's on it. He's also a member of their Discord, and it's also a cool Discord. Yeah, that's probably so, the best place to reach me, definitely, is the third impact discord so yeah so that's what i'm doing I'm, you know go to the awesome cast go to third impact animes or go to the awesome cast make sure you subscribe to the podcast of course go if you're using our podcast please give us five stars or on spotify if you use that five stars if it's apple podcast leave us give us a text review as well those things are super important especially now considering other forms of social media outreach doesn't quite you know hit anymore so those reviews are now becoming even more important. Anyways, thank you, Cormia slash Anna. Thank you slash Umi slash Umie and Andrew slash Miko 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 Molios. Yes. Cool. <laughs> All right, folks. We'll see you next time. And don't forget, when you see the Bone Dragon, you tank it up north. true does everybody love her oh yeah i, I, I had heard i had heard somewhat mixed reviews really i've not heard uh, anyone that didn't like her i've heard tell of some people who think that she's too emo i don't associate with these people generally it's just something <laughs> i overheard i've not huh, heard this well <laughs> well we now also have a great stinger for this episode yes